Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines Podcast. I'm Brandon McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times Woonsocket Call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot, pilot, the sports editor emeritus of the Independent, freelance extraordinaire Will Gagan. Here to talk some high school Super Bowls. Can't wait! Can't wait to dive into this. And Will also can't believe that here we are. The season just about set to wrap up here. I know it always always goes fast, especially now. I mean, the Super Bowls used to be after Thanksgiving, which had its own issues. I think it's probably better this way, but yeah, it really just ends in a flash. Uh, these playoffs are quick; they are quick. And you know, you, we bring back up the old days of how you know, used to play maybe your semifinal game before Thanksgiving. You play Thanksgiving, then you play maybe the week later after Thanksgiving. But uh, I kind of like this format, having everything done beforehand, and it's kind of a relatively smooth transition going into the winter season. There's not a much overlap for the players who might do basketball or hockey. They can just kind of jump right into their uh, respective winter sports. But um, let's dive into the matchups. We have three games on Saturday, one on a Sunday, a standalone game, the Division One game featuring North Kingstown and Bishop Hendrickson, And that's where I want to start. All, we should say that all games are taking place at Cranston Stadium. So if you have the opportunity to get out, do so, but uh, Will, um, we've talked about it for years on this podcast how, how North Kingstown has tried to knock on the door of Hendrickson and LaSalle. They finally broke through last week, and here they are. They finally have an opportunity to play for a championship. And you know, it's kind of reminds me of Cumberland baseball a little bit for this past spring. You know, they had to go through the two Catholic schools in order to become a state title winner. You know, for North Kingstown, one Catholic school is down, and another one standing in their way. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good comparison. Very similar. And yeah, they, I mean, they have been just building to this moment and just like hadn't been able, able to get over the hump. You had, you know, they were in D2 as they rebuilt their program. They eventually rebuilt it. They move up to D1. That first year in D1, they almost beat Hendrickson in the regular season. That was in that sort of unfortunate alignment setup where only the top two teams in each side advanced to the state championship. They, they didn't even play a semifinal. Bad luck for NK. Those were some of the best teams NK has ever had. Uh, so they, their loss to Hendrick in the regular season, make they, they couldn't make the final. Same thing the next year. They were maybe the second best team, couldn't make the finals. That last few years, they've been in the semis. They just haven't been able to get over the hump. Last year at LaSalle, they had a great team, great quarterback. Again, just, just couldn't get there. And then all of a sudden, just like with a, uh, just an avalanche there in the finals, just a tremendous performance. I mean, LaSalle lost Terrence Campbell early in that game to an injury early in the semifinal game. That hurts a lot. Obviously he's maybe the best player in the state, but you know, credit to NK. I don't, I don't know if he, if how much of a difference he makes, um, you know, in, in that game, the way, the way North Kingstown played just their, their best game of the season by far. And uh, you know, now they've got a chance to do it again. Getting to the Super Bowl is enormous for that program. Uh, first time in 30 years to play in the, the top level, the state championship Super Bowl. Uh, but they, they want to get another one. They want to they want to shock the world again. Yeah, they certainly have the opportunity. You know, we'll talk about their passing game, which is going to be very key on Sunday against the Hawks. But just a quick history lesson. Well, uh, since 2010, there only have been four instances where a public school has played for the Division One state championship Super Bowl. Uh, twice uh, Portsmouth did it. As recently as 2019, Cranston East did it in 2013, and Barrington 
uh, back in 2009. So it's uh, it's it's been a, a while since we can actually say public schools compete for a championship. But um, you know, just the uh, the passing game for our North Kingstown, Brain Rogers, the quarterback, uh, Noah Gian Castro, Gian Ayakuli, just uh, those guys. They're going to be very key if uh, they're going to try to pull this out on Sunday. Yeah, so that Jim Castro went out a few weeks ago, and and uh, I think is done for the season, which was a huge loss for them. He's you know maybe their best player, but they've they've been able to pick up the slack with Iaquelli, who's a former quarterback, slid over to wide receiver, which is why he was the guy on on their Philly special trick play against LaSalle, who threw the pass to Braden Rogers. Uh, but Rogers can really throw it; he can run. He he's been terrific this year. Trent Sterner has been a really good receiver for them. So they, they have a lot of weapons, and, and they also have their running game going against the South. Really the first time all year. They haven't run the ball well, consistently well, in a long time. Uh, so that, I think, was a big big key to that LaSalle win as well. And flipping over to the uh, to the Hennigan side, Dylan Lynch, he's kind of stepped in here with Jaden Falcone going out with an injury. He's done a good job, but, you know, you figure once again they're going to lean on their running game. Oscar Way and Rajay Francis – arguably maybe one of the better back uh, fields in the entire state. Yeah, it's a little, a little bit of a thunder and lightning situation with the two of them. Way has got speed and and some he's got some shifty moves and then Francis is just a bowling ball of a running back. And they I mean they they deploy him so well too. They use him a lot in the fourth quarter like when the defense is wearing down, you're tired and all of a sudden you got to essentially an offensive lineman coming at you uh, to try to tackle him. So uh, they, they use him really well there. And that, that's tough to stop it. It's Hendrickin Hendrickin doing what Hendrickin does. They have a big offensive line. They run behind it. They, they control the clock. They limit your possessions. Central almost beat him last week, despite all that, uh, you know, came down to an overtime game. It's great, great performance by the Knights. Uh, NK could, I think, can learn a lot from that and what what Hendrickson was able to do. Um, but they'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think the Hawks, they they always shine on the stage. They always find a way. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we see uh, um, uh, Keith Croft over at Hendrickson keeping the posting the uh, last year's Super Bowl score and uh, tweeting it out. So <laughs> the motivation is there for the Hawks uh, who lost last year's Super Bowl. See if they can get back there uh, this time around. But Switching to Saturday's triple header, Rob, kicking off with the Division II Super Bowl at high noon, Cumberland taking on Barrington. I think, you know, no question, this was the collision course matchup that everyone was hoping for. They were the best two teams in their respective side subdivisions during the regular season, took care of business in the playoffs. Uh, the Clippers uh, winning against Portsmouth and Burville, while Barrington took care of Mount Pleasant and defending Super Bowl champions St. Rayfield. And, you know, it's kind of a, a contrasting style where one side has the shiny quarterback and the other side has the two power running uh, running backs, or I should say one and one A. The, Evan Spencer is listed as a quarterback, but he's also a compliment to uh, Andy Ray, the primary ball carrier. But uh, I expect a lot of points in this game, Will, and, uh, you know, the defenses on both sides are going to be put to the test. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, collision course, they've been the two best teams all year. Really, really impressive in the playoffs. Cumberland twenty-four nothing and forty-one nineteen in their two games. Barrington forty-three to eight and twenty-nine to eight in their two games. High-powered offenses, really good players with with Andy Ray, like you said, Alex McClellan for Barrington, great quarterback and throw it can run it. AJ Diorio, 
he kind of takes a backseat to McClellan, but he's fantastic as well. Two really good teams. I mean, these are these are teams that are like longtime D1 teams who, who ended up in D2 with this with the smaller D1 field the last few years. You can make a case that Cumberland is the second best team in the state. I mean, North, North Kingstown, uh, you know, is in the fi- state championship finals. They lost to Cumberland twenty-eight to three. So it's uh, you know, it's, I w- I, w- I would love to see Cumberland Barrington in a in a big D one bracket this year. I think that would have been kind of interesting. But as it is, two really good teams and should be a really good game on Saturday. Yeah, just two X factors. You mentioned uh, Diorio, and we'll throw in Mitch Ivitz. Uh, not just effective in the running game, Will, but also uh, very key receivers. You know, I saw uh, Barrington take on Wasaki at the end of the regular season, and you know, Alex McCullough is not afraid to look for those guys if they get in the flat. And that means if you're Cumberland, your secondary, which has been very good this year, all juniors, Marcus Gomes, Logan Fay, uh, Sean Taylor, and Andrew Nocera, for, between the four of them, they combined for 16 interceptions and only allowed two touchdowns. Um, between uh, two passing touchdowns between them, but uh, you know th- those guys are definitely going to have a challenge, and they have to be aware aware when uh, Diorio and Ivitz are coming out of the backfield trying to make plays uh, in the passing game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Switching to the D three game, which uh, takes place at three o'clock on Saturday, we have Westworld taking on Middletown. Now uh, the Islanders they're back in the Division three Super Bowl for a second straight year. This time. They don't have to contend with Moses Brown in the final. They took care of the Quakers in the uh, quarterfinals. And for the Wizards, uh, you know, you kind of wondered if they were going to get to this point, well, after getting shut out by Moses Brown a few weeks ago. But, uh, you know, they kind of similar to Henrik and Central. Uh, the Wizards, they survived a, a, a frantic finish, uh, needed to, uh, you know, take care of business in the special teams unit to uh, block in a kick there against Lincoln or secure this trip to the Super Bowl. Yeah, D three has been so good all year that I think D three was the biggest winner in this this current alignment for interscholastic league football. Just like evenly matched teams, all the playoff teams were good. You look at some of the scores of the games. I mean, 21-14, Middletown over Moses Brown, and in the semis, Middletown nips Johnston twenty fourteen. Like you said, West Warwick just slides past Lincoln twenty one to twenty. So from all that, you know, parity, good teams, uh, a lot of contenders, you get the top two seeds. You get the the, the top seeds from each uh, each subdivision. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I saw Middletown a few times. I was really impressed by them. Julian Gilman is a terrific back. R.J. Wiggins, big-time wide receiver. Uh, and, and they have, you know, they have two quarterbacks that can throw. They lost their starter uh, in the quarterfinals, and then the, their backup came in and, and did a great job and led them to that win. Their defense is really tough, too. I think that's the thing that can kind of set them apart. I've not seen West Warwick. I did see them last year. I know James Branch is terrific, and they've been really impressive all year. They've uh, they've really emerged as uh, you know, a top team and a top contender. It should be a fun one. Yeah, as as Branch goes, so go the Wizards. And uh, you mentioned R.J. Wiggins, six foot four. Will what a what a target, what a luxury for whoever's at quarterback in Middletown to look over there and you know float the ball in his direction. Uh, it'd be just interesting to see how West Warwick defends such a huge, huge piece of uh, the Middletown's offense. Yeah, yep. But uh, we close out with the D four Super Bowl. Uh, it will take place Saturday at six o'clock from Cranston Stadium. Uh, Davies, uh, you know, undefeated. I think a lot of people who followed high school football expected the Patriots to be here, but I don't know if a lot of people expected the other team that the Patriots would be going up against North Providence to be matching up against, uh, 
Davies, but uh, Will, you saw North Providence Exeter last Saturday. Um, I think a lot of people going in thought Exeter would be there and we would get a matchup with the two, top two seeds in D4, but not so fast, uh, said the Cougars, uh, who were making their first playoff appearance in about five years. And with uh, Michael Allard and Juan Bates, uh, they they certainly uh, make it are going to make it a postseason to savor at least. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of dead in the water a few weeks ago, lost three games in a row, uh, and they, they bounced back to end the regular season, but it was against two teams that are not in the playoffs, so you wondered how good they would be, and then they came out and, you know, upset the the number two seed. They scored an early touchdown in that game on a trick play, and then struggled from there um, for the rest of the first half, and it seemed like EWG would sort of assert its will, scored two touchdowns to take the lead, but then North Providence just came out in the second half, and... and just just kind of controlled the game with their their physical play. They were terrific on defense. EWG couldn't get their run game going. And North Providence put together a really good scoring drive, got the two-point conversion to break a 12-12 tie, and then you made it made more defensive stops down the stretch. So they they earned it and now they get a shot at Davies. Yeah, and they, those two teams played tough during the regular season. I think Davies escaped with an overtime victory. Uh but um, you know, we know about Daniel Rose, what an incredible athlete he is, but should the Cougars deploy like, you know, extra spies or whatever, um, you know, Zaire Jibo, the junior standout, um, you know, he, I saw him last week at interception against um, Smithfield. He's kind of like Daniel Rose light. I call him like, you know, he's very effective, but he's just a junior right now. And you have so many packages for Daniel that uh, Jibo can get lost in the uh, weeds a little bit, but need be, he can maybe um, give them a different dimension that the Cougars are going to have to maybe uh, counter adjust to. So um could be interesting in that game as well. And uh, looking to forward to all four matchups out there. And, you know, if you can get out there or do so and uh, follow Will and myself along on social media, Will, why don't you tell everybody your handle? At Rody Will on Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. And yeah. I'm BW McGare 03. Um, I guess we got to call it X now since. Oh uh, well, yeah, so that's true. That's true. It's not Twitter anymore. We got to call it an X, but triple header on Saturday, single game on Sunday, and then the Thanksgiving football, and then off to winter sports. But uh, we'll be back with a fresh episode soon. But until then, enjoy the Super Bowls, everyone.